listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? Happy Friday. Uh, not so happy Friday if you are a professional athlete uh, these days because um, you potentially have COVID, but uh, that's neither here nor there. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. I am James Grande, and once again, joined by Ryan Kirksey. Ryan, I haven't heard from John and Pemba all day, and I just messaged uh, another colleague, Justin Fensterman, and I said he must be on a heater out there in Vegas because uh, we haven't heard from him. And if we if he if we had heard from him by now, he probably had lost all his money. But we haven't, so I'm thinking John's on a on a on a low key a low key heater here. Uh, shout out, John, if you're listening. Shout out if you are in fact on the heater. But Ryan, uh, what's going on, man? Happy Friday. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, uh, what, I, what I understand about uh, communication in Vegas, if you don't hear from somebody, they're either, yeah, they're either doing great or they've lost everything and they've had to uh, <laughs> sort of sell their services to try to get some of it back. So we'll see when that comes back. But yeah, I'm doing great. I'm on the second night of a back to back, but no, no, no rest here. I'm going to play the full lot in my minutes and I'm ready to go. <laughs> that you're you might be the only player in the league at this point playing full lot in minutes on the second leg of a back to back. Um but yeah, let's. Uh, we actually didn't have any Vegas totals going into Thursday's four gamer. Um, have five going into Fridays, and they're quite appealing. Uh, starting off with the late night hammer, Charlotte, Portland, two twenty six and a half. Portland giving one and a half points to Charlotte. Um, I see Utah and San Antonio. Utah twelve point favorites at home in a two twenty three and a half over under. Uh, Denver, Atlanta. Denver getting four points on the road, 221 total. That's appealing. Uh, Golden State, Boston, not as appealing, 214. Golden State, two and a half point favorites on the road. And the Heat, three and a half point favorites on the road, even though, you know, Orlando to Miami isn't much of a road game. I'm sure they have no problem getting down there with their. Uh, their nice private jet. So um, those are the five games we have in Miami, Orlando, not so appealing 209 uh, total. But Ryan, let's get into things, shall we? Um, position by position per usual. And we'll start at point guard. And we got, I got to say, um, two guys over 10K, Stephen Curry, fresh off the record-breaking uh, slate-busting performance, or uh, because he was horrible, and everyone that played him probably – didn't do so hot, especially on a night where five nets were in the winning lineup. Uh, and then Trey Young, over 10-2, continues to be really good. Only played 30 minutes, got hurt in that game, had to leave, came back. Um, what's your assessment on these two these two point guards over 10K? Yeah, I think that I was looking at this matchup for Trey Young. It, the Nuggets are actually pretty sneaky bad against against point guards this this year. Obviously, without Jamal Murray, the team has had their injury concerns to deal with. Um, Trey Young looks to be like a little bit of a uh, a heater, if we're going that that direction as as well. So I really don't mind that uh, that play. And obviously, Curry at at eleven three. You know, you mentioned that total is not as not quite as appealing as, right. as some other games we'll get to. You've got Marcus Smart and others on the Celtics to deal with. If you're you're Curry, I might just take the thousand dollar discount and and look to Trey Young on Friday. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and to your point about Denver being poor defensively, um, they're uh, against point guards. They've just been poor defensively. Period. Twenty first in defensive rating over the last two weeks. Um, they can't stop a nosebleed. Uh, so yeah, I like Trey Young here. I I had a I had a rule about Dejounte Murray. I liked. You know, at his peak, he has kind of faltered a little bit lately. Um, under 10K, I was playing him. He's under 10K. I don't think I'm playing him because it's Utah, but is there a case to be made? Or would you rather just pivot to someone like Damian Lillard, who's 9,300, currently in the best game environment on the board? I think that's where uh, my head's at. What say you? Yeah, with, uh, if you look at Murray, you know, the ancillary stats have, have been there. The steals, the rebounds, the assists. He's still putting those up, but he's just – he shot the ball so poorly the past five games. Yep. You have to think that that's not going to continue forever, but he did get the dip. He dropped $600, um, mm-hmm. you know, after this little streak where he's he's only been 
only been over 37 points twice in the last five games. So you, it's all about shooting for him. But 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 I'm with you, certainly. Lillard in that huge total in the Charlotte-Portland game, we know Charlotte can't guard anybody. We have no idea if Ball's going to actually play or not. Uh, I, I, at that price range, again, $400 discount, I think I'd lean Lillard as well. Yeah, cannot guard anybody is the exact depiction I want you guys to to paint when talking about Charlotte's defense because they literally can't guard anyone. Even if Lamelo plays, he's a bad defender himself. So you know, and that's why he was being benched uh, last year and earlier this year before he complained to his coach and the media about uh, not playing down the stretch run of games. He can't play defense, and he was suffering. Uh, I I do think this is a great spot for Dame. Still no McCollum. Uh, Fire up Dame. Best price tag we've had in a while on, on Lillard, too. I mean, you look up and down his price. Uh, November 20th was the last time he was under 9-3. So um, good price here on Mr. Lillard. Let's go down. I mean, Drew Holiday, right? No Giannis, potentially no Middleton. Like, it's, it's Drew Holiday, and then it's like the rest of the position almost. Yeah, but it sure does look like they're going to be without several guys again mm-hmm. uh, on, on on Friday. Middleton is still to be seen, but he he came through for anyone that rostered him the other night, and and I, and I certainly think again, Pelicans. Uh, whew, that, that's yeah. a that, that's a matchup you can you can certainly exploit. I mean, they gave up uh, what 110 points to the Thunder last night, so yeah, I'm I'm all aboard on Holiday if if uh, the if the Bucks continue to be without, we, again, we know no Giannis. We're anticipating no Middleton, uh, but Holiday may be a strong play no matter what. So I just looked, and I, I, I'm going to correct both of us. Middleton listed probable, but Bobby Portis is out. He's mm, entered. Okay. He's entered protocol. So like, again, it's going to be so officially. Giannis, they're without Giannis. Um, they're without Portis, they're without Lopez, DiVincenzo, possibly Thanasis. So they're down a lot of guys. They're depleted. And even when Middleton plays, Drew Holiday has big numbers. We're going to probably build around both of them in a lot of lineups, considering, as you mentioned, the Pelicans play no defense whatsoever. So I think I'm perfectly fine going to Holiday 79, even if Middleton plays. We know he could, he's very very good everywhere he's good defensively i mean he's had a steal in five six straight games he had four coming off 14 assists in a game where there was no middleton or Giannis to even pass the basketball to uh yeah i love middleton um what do we make of kyle lowry very very poor performance um and i i was kind of high on lowry going into that game got a little price there's a little dip uh, we gonna always, there's always recently bias, and then now he gets Orlando, and there's still no Jimmy Butler, there's still no Bam. Um, do we play Lowry, or are you pivoting down somewhere else? I do like Lowry. We, we, we've seen we've seen teams just go off against the the, the Magic. The, the total is not appealing necessarily, but the Magic have left let up a number of of really explosive performances, particularly from from guards, as you said, no Butler, no Bam. Um, you know, I've seen conflicting things about Hero uh, to tomorrow. Yep. So if that is a, a spot where he is also out, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, three guys with, you know, 25% usage plus that are um, that are out of the lineup, and you almost just have to go to Lowry in that situation. Yeah. Um, the I guess the only thing is everyone being out, like potentially. Uh, did, we know Darren Fox is out, but now we just got word right before we hopped on air. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is questionable. So if that game were to play and Halliburton were to play, I feel like that's a pretty safe bet for a guy like, okay, Tyrese Halliburton could be a core play going up against Memphis, but we don't know if Tyrese Halliburton is going to play because um, because the COVID protocols. Also, you know, you mentioned um, – I mean, I like the Denver environment. Monty Morris is fine. Also, how about like in the value tier? Gabe Vincent, 4,900, a pivot off Lowry. He had more fantasy points than Kyle Lowry did for almost $3,000 cheaper. Um, Patrick Beverly was very good, again, playing 30 minutes, almost putting up 30 fantasy points. 
And then there's like the Lakers situation. No Russell Westbrook. So does Rondo play? Do, do we think Rondo plays? Does I mean I they don't have Isaiah Thomas listed in the player pool, um, but will they who they just signed today? Will Isaiah Thomas play? Um, I wonder if he's on in Fandle. Break down the rest of the point guard position for me, like how, wherever you see fit. Well, I look to see if Isaiah Thomas is uh, included on uh, Friday's slate for Fandle. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very glad you brought up Gabe Vincent. I mean, you look at his at his game logs, the, the minutes are tick, tick, ticking up every game, right? 15 to 31 to 34 to 35 with these guys sitting out. And you mentioned it, he had an even better game than Lowry in the last game. At, at 4,900, still not across that $5,000 threshold. If we're getting mid-30s minutes and we're getting, what did he do? He took 16 shots in the last game, including 12 three-pointers. And if we're getting that type of usage, yeah, we, we, we've got to have some exposure there to, uh, to, to Vincent. That might be my first look on the, on the value side of, of point guard. Um, I'm not usually one that goes to um, that goes to Rondo in, in situations like this. I mean, he's just been so in and out of the lineup right. for the, the Lakers. But yeah, if there's if there really is no Westbrook, we know Monk is out. We know uh, Horton Tucker is out. It's a lot of these a lot of these uh, guys who soak up minutes and usage. Um, you know, he Rondo might just be in play if if we do get a situation where he is starting and we realize that there's not really any any backup to speak of there on the Lakers. Yeah, I don't see a slate for Fandle yet. Um, so I can't speak on their behalf if there is going to be Isaiah Thomas in the player pool. I mean, I guess we don't even know if Isaiah Thomas is officially going to be active for L.A., but yeah. they're down so many guys. I mean, just to throw out Avery Bradley's name, Dwight Howard is also out. Um, we already know Ariza and Kendrick Nunn have been out due to injury. So they're down a ton of players. Plus... You know, the, to your point about Rondo, they don't necessarily need Rondo. They have a point guard on LeBron James on the floor. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it would be interesting, I'll say. Uh, Rondo been out of the rotation for quite a while. If he were to start, if he were to start, then I think it's something we can consider. Unfortunately, we're probably not going to know it's a 10 p.m. Eastern uh, lock. So let's head over to shooting guard where Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Edwards, all over 8K. Um, what's your interest level on those four? Uh, I'm excluding LaMelo because even if he plays, I don't feel necessarily comfortable with it. They're talking about his, like his, um, endurance. So if they're like, as soon as they start talking about endurance and stuff, that makes me feel a little uneasy about playing a guy who's 9,500. So what about the, the rest of the tier shooting guard over, over 8k? Yeah, I don't know if you can get much hotter than than Brandon Ingram is playing right now. Right. I mean, you look at the past seven games when the floor is 39 and he's he's scratched about 60 points a couple of times. You know, I realize it's a tough matchup against the against the Bucks, but he's just he's taking every shot. He's grabbing rebounds. He's got steals. I mean, it, it's just he's all over the court this, these past two weeks for the for the Pelicans and an 8700. You know, if he's going to get between 40 and 55 every night, we can keep rolling him out there until he until he goes up. Yeah, I think he's the I think he is the creme de la creme here in this tier. I don't love Jalen Brown going up against Golden State. They've been the best defensive unit in basketball um, with the likely defensive player of the year in Draymond Green or one of the two favorites. Uh, Donovan Mitchell hasn't been great. There's a, you know, he's consistent. He has a nice floor, but we're he's, we're paying 84. We want more of a a floor for the guys we're using. And Anthony Edwards tournaments, right? I mean, it's up and down. 26, 35, 53 fantasy points last three games. It just yeah. speaks to the the inconsistencies of Anthony Edwards. So um, yeah. I agree. I, I like Anthony Edwards more when he was attacking the basket. I think I right. saw he was, he was the youngest player to hit 10 threes in a game the other night. He was more appealing to me when he was mixing up in the paint. He seems to be living on the outside a lot lately, which which means great. You know, he's going to get his points. But uh, it, it, as you said, very inconsistent otherwise beyond just the, the the buckets. Yeah, and he is shooting well from outside, but like on the year, it's thirty six percent. So, and that percentage is largely uh, elevated due to his recent hot streak. 
you know, so not that great of a shooter. I agree. Let's attack the basket. I mean, uh, he's special and he can be special, but we just need a little more consistency. Yeah. I do just just before we get away from him. I do have a little bit of interest in in Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you touched on the high total here at the beginning of okay. the of, of the podcast. I mean, this is not your father's Spurs team, right? These sure. these guys are running their top seven in the league in pace. Uh, their defense has been been relatively poor. Um, I, I think this could be a you know little bit of a a ceiling game for for Mitchell if he if this game stays close. First of all. And he gets sort of a full allotment of of minutes, so not not a ton of exposure, but I certainly want to sprinkle him in a little bit. On okay, okay, that's fair. And it, it's you bring up an interesting point because I've seen you in the Discord. We we've had this kind of discussion before, and it's really what you think this game can be because if it's right. not competitive, we're not going to see Donovan Mitchell in the fourth quarter. But right. if the Spurs and, and at eighty four hundred, like you really do need your guys to be there in the fourth quarter. Yep. But on the flip side of things, if you do think the Spurs are good enough to hang around and keep Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and those guys in the game, I mean, then you're going to get something. You have something going because it's going to be a low rostered uh, build that you have. It, it this is this is one of those games I think that I, that I like to talk about. Like, if you think this ga- game can stay competitive, it's a game that you might want to include multiple pieces from because you're going to get everyone at low ownership exactly no one no one's going to be on it um he, mitchell's obviously the key piece of that we, we touched on right. on murray as well you know road game for the for the spurs um it, it does at least from what i can just glance at here look like to have the largest spread of the yep. um of the night certainly spurs are not good utah is fantastic um but it, it just is something where if I had 20 lineups, I'll probably put Mitchell in, in a couple of them. Okay. And I think that's, I do think that's fair because again, you did mention that the, you know, the 12 point spread, but it's a two twenty three and a half and a half total, which currently as it stands is the second best uh, number on the slate. So yeah. um, I definitely think it is viable as well. I guess hero, if he plays, you know, he's in play 6,900 is a good price against the magic. Um, where else are we going? I mean, we can go Desmond Bain. Who knows what's going to happen? I, I was, who knows what's going to happen in that Kings game? But, like, with who they are down, are they going to stay competitive with Memphis? I mean, Memphis has been really, really good um, lately, beating a lot of good teams and beating them soundly. Like, Bain is someone I would like to play, but, like, is that game going to stay competitive? Yeah, you're right. Two teams going in incomplete opposite directions right now, in particular because of all of these guys that Sacramento is listing either as hurt or, or out. Um, even without John Morant, I mean, the Grizzlies are are, are putting up wins, and and I that that's one that you know I might put in that category. If you know, we know there's no Fox, we know that these guys are injured and and they, they may not play. So that this is one to me that may not stay close. Maybe it has the potential because. Um, you know, Memphis is going on the road, traveling to, to this game, but um, considering the the defensive effort or lack thereof that we see from the Kings on a, on a nightly basis, I'm going to have some some real interest in Bain and these guys like Brooks Jackson, who um, come in at relatively relatively decent uh, price tags. Yeah, that, that this the more I look at that, it's sort of the defensive metrics here for the Kings. I, I think that. Um, you know, assuming there's some sense of competitiveness here, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be fine to to roll some, some Grizzlies out here. I think it's, this is a a perfect uh, time to bring this up, but there is this report, um, from Adrian Wojnarowski claiming that, uh, Lakers guard Malik Monk shooting guard, which, which here we are, uh, has tested out of the COVID protocol. Um, so he is now in. For the Lakers, um, okay. and I, and I guess since we're at shooting guard, is Malik Monk someone that should be on our radar? Again, we mentioned a whole laundry list of guys not playing for the Lakers, and and Malik Monk can light it up. What's his price? His price is forty four hundred dollars. Um, I mean, we could just kind of surf around here in the value tier. Like, 
is Monk someone we're interested in, or is there other guys, uh, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton? Like, how are you how are you approaching this this value tier here at shooting guard? Yeah, that that news really perked my ears up. If you were a shooting guard with a pulse against the Timberwolves, <laughs> I'm going to be playing you. Um, so yeah, if Monk is in, they're going to be forced to either start him or play him heavy minutes um, on, on a wing spot tomorrow night. So I would love to have some exposure there if, in fact, he does uh, make his way back and, and is in that game. Yeah, 4400 I think, is a good price for a guy who um, is lightning in a bottle at times. Uh, he can really fill it up from uh, from the outside. Uh, I want to get your take on Terrence Ross. What about, what about the sauce? Uh, guy has been great. 26, 28, 31, 40 fantasy points his last four, um, 17, 22, 15, 18 actual points. And he's been good kind of everywhere. I mean, back-to-back games with six-plus rebounds. He has 10 assists over his last two games. He is a stealer more in three straight. Like, can this continue? Also, I saw a whole list of Orlando guys questionable. Um, Cole Anthony questionable. Mo Bamba questionable. We already know Jalen Suggs is out. Gary Harris was a late scratch and is now questionable for Friday. Is Terrence Ross uh, continuing to be on a radar? Got him at, he was, I uh, used the fantasy alarm lineup generator to uh, for Wednesday's slate and, or yeah, Wednesday's slate. And I, ha- he was the highest rostered player in my builds at, at 10%. And uh, so shout out the fantasy alarm lineup generator for giving me 75% Terrence Ross when I was a little iffy about it, but uh, <laughs> I stuck to my guns and, and boy, did it pay off. So do, do you remember last night we were talking about Sadiq Bay and mm-hmm. how that is the guy that I will get right 0% yep. of the time. Well, Terrence Ross is just the December 17th version of, of, of that <laughs> conversation. So I just want to say on the record, I did not play Sadiq Bay. Tonight. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on. Right. So now we know that this is a legit phenomenon. And so I am going to say right now, I will not play Terrence Ross so that the rest of you can take advantage of that. And even though it's a tough matchup, he is going to roll out for heavy minutes with all these guys, um, all these guys out. He's taking double-digit shots every game. He's shooting well, as you you mentioned. It's not just the points these days, rebounds, assists, steals. Um, He is going to have a tremendous opportunity tomorrow, and I'm going to let the rest of you do it and stay away so that (laughs) – um, he can he can go off. Well, we appreciate it. And if you want to check in uh, with Ryan Kirksey's fade of the day and his lineups <laughs> that we're all going to play, uh, head over to the Fantasy Alarm and DFS Alarm discords, and uh, you'll get your wish. It's a it's a can't miss because Sadiq Bay is uh, having like a one would call it a career game tonight, Brian. <laughs> uh, I'll, so, I'll start posting in there on the Discord one a day. The guy that I don't get right, what I'm doing with him, that way you'll know how to how to go the opposite direction. Uh, we all we all thank you for your service. Um, let's shift over to small forward where Jason Tatum tops the list. Um, he's been great. Uh, he was great in Milwaukee with Jalen Brown back, but do we want to test our luck um, going up against Golden State? Now he is a very appealing price. Has not been this price in. Uh, literally forever. I, I don't know when he's been 9K. Do we push our luck with Jason Tatum, or do we just move on and uh, look at the next tier and just AKA Gordon Hayward and Chris Middleton? Yeah, you know, sometimes I don't understand the DK salary algorithm. It's been three days since he played, and he had just mega outputs in the, right. in the games leading up to, to this one. You talk about 62, 50, 52, 52. Um, why he drops $400 to 9,000, I just have to assume is because of the matchup against the Warriors, the best defense in, in the league this right. year. That does not scare me, frankly, uh, for somebody like Tatum. And then really the question becomes, if you don't play Tatum, you know, who are you going to play at the at the top end? There really isn't anybody else. You'd have to go down to that tier that you're talking about, you know, Gordon Hayward, Mr. 41 points in three quarters, um, right. you know, somebody like that. But no, I'm not, um, I'm not scared of what, um, of what the Warriors may be able to do with, with Tatum. I think the the drop in salary is just completely out of line. And I think we can still, you know, get five X value easily um, from him at the top end. Yeah. I'm not necessarily scared about it either. The only hesitation I have 
is if I play Tatum, you know, if I do, I know he's multi position eligible, but then I don't play Middleton for who has maybe as much upside without Giannis. I mean, there, you know, we, we all know what Giannis brings to the table. I I won't say as much upside, but at point per dollar, as good of a play, if not better than Jason Tatum. Um, And then, you know, that $2,300 that we save can obviously go a long way elsewhere. So I really like Middleton. He has a monster usage rate without Giannis. He has a monster fantasy point per minute output without Giannis. And I like the fact that he's probable. I mean, last slate he went in questionable, ends up being ruled out. Obviously, a lot can change. He could be ruled out. He could be feeling, you know, his knee could be feeling bad when he wakes up Friday. We don't know. But um, 6700 is a price that I hammer. I, I will hammer with Chris Middleton as long as Giannis is out. So that's my only... I think drawback from taking, you can play them both, but like, yeah, you know, the way my lineup is constructed, I don't know if I can do that or, you know, I've been doing multiple, you know, multi lineup. So it could be a situation where I'm playing them both, but if you're playing one lineup and you could, you know, you're just filling out your roster. I prefer going down to the next year to see Middleton. Um, And yes or no, will Gordon Hayward absolutely drop the ball against Portland in a smash spot. <laughs> I, I, his his roster ship is going to be yep. through the roof after what he did um, in, the, in the last game. Boy, I, I, I certainly am. Um, I certainly am interested um, against the against the Blazers. But a lot of that may depend on what happens with uh, with LaMelo. Does LaMelo come back and demand the ball um, more, obviously, than than in taking it away from from Hayward? I, I think Hayward can still can still get there. Let's see what kind of price bump, if any, he got that uh, that performance. Oh, six hundred less. Six hundred less. Yep. Six hundred dollars. Okay. So so yeah. So I'm even more intrigued now that I see that that piece of information. Um, boy, this is a real debate between Hayward and Middleton. Um, yep. I, I think Middleton got a got a salary drop as well. I think I'm still on the Middleton side considering the Giannis news and especially if LaMelo was back, but, and this may be a situation where you may not have a, a, a wrong answer with either of them. Yeah. It could be a nice fair and balanced build where you're just playing all these guys in this tier for, uh, and collecting large paychecks at the end of the night. Um, <laughs> what about, what about like a little lower? I, I like, we've mentioned Dylan Brooks. You mentioned now you like him. I too like Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Norman Norman Powell going up against Charlotte, coming off monster performances after monster performances. I mean, the scoring from Norm, 25, 23, 15, 26, 29 actual, and now gets Charlotte. I, I really like that play. Uh, I, I'm a big Norm Powell guy. I have been since his days in Toronto. What say you about Norm here at 6,300? Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if if he was putting up these numbers against just the the, the dregs of the NBA defensive teams, but we look at what he's doing against teams like Phoenix, teams like Golden State, 34 points against each one of those, 50 his last time out against against the Grizzlies. Sure, he's putting up numbers against bad teams too, but 36 against the Clippers. This is a guy who's doing it um, in the absence of C.J. McCollum. So against Charlotte, um, at, at a salary that is just basically consistent with what he's been the past uh, the past week, he he has got to be a part of the, the the player pool just as the rest of the Blazers are. Yep, completely agree. Completely agree. Best total on the board. Um, what about the rest of the position? Uh, Josh Hart got a big price reduction from sixty three down to fifty five. Uh, gets a banged up Milwaukee squad. Um, Kyle Anderson has been playing well two of the last three games. He's put up 37-plus DraftKings points, which is wild. Buddy Heald might be the only Sacramento King on the court. He might be passing to himself, or him and Harrison Barnes. They might just be passing to each other. Um, Any of those four guys intrigue you at all? Yeah, I think for in terms of a a, a low rostered guy, it's going to be Anderson for me. I, I don't think he'll have the... The, uh, the be on as many rosters as some of these other guys, but I do think it, it is worth monitoring if we have any indication of of lineup news for the for the Kings. We've seen Heald uh, when he's got some some strong usage opportunities. We've seen him really go off in those in those situations. Um, 
He's been shooting the ball well. He is, I mean, just lights out from three his past three games. Uh, so if we're looking at a situation where beyond Fox, if we get some of these other guys, we take a lot of shots sitting out. I have no issue with 5,100 um, putting, putting Buddy in some lineups. Putting old Buddy in some lineups. Agreed there. Agreed there. Um, again, it is worth mentioning if there is a game that could potentially be on the cusp yeah. of being postponed, it is Memphis-Sacramento for sure. Yeah. Um, how about below 5K? Duncan Robinson, road, road, I call him Road Rob, and Road Rob had 40 fantasy points against Philly. We're on the road again in mm-hmm. Orlando. Um, Grayson Allen, I mentioned his shooting guard, but you know, two for 13 shooting. I don't think he's going to go two for 13 again. Um, he has had a good year when in the lineup. Otto Porter's been playing a whole bunch of minutes when it's not a back to back. Uh, I think he's in play. Any, any, you see anyone else uh, you're interested in? Are, are you interested in the in, in the Lakers hero from the other night, Austin Reeves? Thirty-two minutes, thirty-one fantasy points, game winner, the hug from LeBron. He's uh, you know in in the good graces there. Well, I guess it depends a lot on what happens to Monk and the rest of the lineup. Um, but you know, against against Minnesota, this guy could um, could give us a little bit of. Value there at a tag of only 3,300. Maybe more valuable on the shooting guard side, but certainly somebody to consider. So, per Woj, um, Monk tested out of the protocol. Uh, the Lakers still in the protocol Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, Talon Horton Tucker. So, I agree. Austin Reeves, um, maybe he got some powers from LeBron too with that hug. <laughs> like when LeBron hugged him, he transferred some powers to him. Um, which would you know be great for Austin Reeves? Shout out if that happened. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate it. He is a the one thing I'll say is he is a very low usage guy. So yep. if you're okay with playing low usage guys that are very reliant upon, you know, the few shots that they take that they yeah. fall, then he could be in play. I mean, thirty three hundred, he doesn't need a lot to get there. He needs sixteen to get five x. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's viable. I mean, if Wade Ellington played 38 minutes, Ryan, you know, ah, 38 minutes for Wade Ellington. Like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it, he might not be able to, like, he might walk out with a with a cane and like a like a walker next slate or uh, on Friday. But I mean, they're missing a lot of guys, so maybe Wade Ellington as well. Um, at power forward, where the Lakers, more Lakers at the top because LeBron's still only a power forward. A big letdown game for LeBron in a very exciting game, but he wasn't great. He got up to a really hot start and then just kind of coasted through the rest of the game. Um, yeah. Anthony Davis, too, kind of been coasting all year. That's what Charles Barkley continues to call him out for. But here, here's the situation, okay? Attacking Minnesota at the center position is a very fruitful thing in DFS because Carl Anthony Towns, for as good as he can be offensively, is not that defensively. If there was ever a slate that I had interest in Anthony Davis, it would be this slate at 9,400, which, again, not a price tag we've seen very often. I, I really think he could he could put a hurting on the big cat. Uh, already has four, a 46 fantasy point game against him this year. Yeah, we, we've got... Plenty of options when we get to the center position, especially at the, at the high end. So the, the opportunity to be able to take Davis in that elite matchup again, you know, this just seems to have been this way for 15 years in a row. The T-Wolves are terrible against, yep. against centers. It, 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 if we have the opportunity to, to play two high-salary, high-end, elite usage guys um, in Davis and one of the other centers that we're going to talk about, I think that's an opportunity we have, we have to take advantage of. I mean, LeBron could be the, as you mentioned, could be the point guard in, in this game, um, leaving Davis, you know, just to roam the paint at the post all game long. So this is something where I, I, I think we really have to consider him uh, in, in that matchup. It won't get much better for, for Davis all season. Agreed. Spot on, spot on. Um, what's next? I mean, I think Wendell Carter's too expensive. I guess the case is there if Mobamba were to sit again. Um, I think John Collins is 
a little too expensive. I know I know sixty eight is not a lot, but um, haven't really gotten like the ceilings from John Collins often. I know he has given us a ceiling, but not often. And of course, his ceiling came against Charlotte, uh, a yeah. team that we may or may not have mentioned. Can't play very, uh, doesn't play a lot of defense. Optional there in Charlotte. Um, and I think where we go is something you mentioned, Jaron Jackson. 6,700, coming off a very bad game. Uh, Foul-happy Jaron Jackson strikes again, but when he stays out of foul trouble, he is elite. Um, and then, you know, Draymond is is pretty good right now. I mean, three last four over 32 fantasy points. Uh, I, guess, I guess I don't love this position as much as I thought I was going to, huh? Um, yeah, my, my eyes are really just focusing in on... on Jarrett Jackson, the more that I, the more yeah. that I look at him, um, you know, again, assuming everything goes as planned, the game goes through, they're going to be shorthanded, particularly in the, in the front court. Uh, a lot of box score watchers will look at that 15 fantasy points in the last game and say, Oh, I'm not sure I want to go there, but man, he was on a tear before that. And he is putting up just monster numbers in terms of shots. Um, he's still rebounding. He's still blocking shots. Every game, I think it looks like he's gotten at least two blocks and five of the last seven games. He's got a game with five blocks before that. So, yeah, this is a guy never seems to get uh, a salary jump. And, in fact, he dropped $500 from his last game after a 15 fantasy point outing. So I'm really focusing in on on Jackson, assuming that that game goes forward tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, I think there's like – Four good plays at power forward, <laughs> like Anthony Davis, LeBron, Jaron Jackson, and then it's a crapshoot. It's a bunch of guys that we already mentioned at small forward. Um, you know, like Jared Vanderbilt has been productive at times. Larry Nance is starting, but like 18 fantasy points, another very low usage player. If he's not getting you eight plus rebounds, it's a, there's a a seller a seller floor. Um, PJ Tucker is PJ Tucker. Talk about low usage rates. <laughs> I mean, we're, like anything. Give me something. Is there anybody else at the power forward position that we can that we can play? Yeah, I mean, I really want to like both Nance and maybe even a little bit of of Robert Covington. I mean, Robert Covington is just an enigma to me. He he leaves the starting lineup, but is playing 36, 34, <laughs> 30, 35 minutes, but still it, you know, finds it hard to reach 20 fantasy points. It, it, it may be a bit easier when you play a no defense team like, like Charlotte, but it's just, it's been hard for me to get right. I think I've played Nance a couple times, went back to Covington. He disappoints. It's, it's been a difficult uh, sort of rotation to, to try to figure out. But I, I think if you've got any indication of, of where the minutes will go in that in that game tomorrow, I mean, we're going to we're just broken record at this point. You just need to play your Blazers as often as you can against against Charlotte. So, you know, at the at the low end, I like I like these guys. Um, but you certainly can't have confidence in saying, yeah, you know exactly where the minutes are going to go or where the production is going to end up. Yeah. To your point, Nasir Little played 35 minutes last game. So. Yeah. I know he's been starting recently, um, but he hadn't been playing. It had been Covington, and it had been Larry Nance. And Larry Nance still played, but Covington didn't. So uh, if you can figure it out, like, you're going to be in a good position. But I do think you're right. I think one or two of those guys are are very interesting. uh, But they're all, regardless of interest or or not, they're all tournament plays. That's it. Uh, Do not play them in cash. Um, I will throw out... Uh, Chuma Okeke, he's been uh, – I love Chuma Okeke. I loved him coming out of college. Um, he was drafted later than he should have been two years ago because of an injury, sat out all of uh, 2019, made his rookie uh, debut last year, very productive player, 3,600, 32 minutes. It's contingent on the Mo Bamba news. He started with Mo Bamba out, but uh, I'll throw Okeke's name out there. And then I'll throw Metu out there, Chimazi Metu who Larry Nance is, or Larry Nance, uh, we've talked about the Portland guys so much, I'm losing my mind. Um, <laughs> Alex Len was placed yeah. into the protocols. Um, Marvin Bagley is in protocol. Rashawn Holmes is doubtful. Uh, Matu is a monster in terms of fantasy points per minute. Uh, 26 in 17 minutes against Washington the other night. 
Uh, it's just what he does. They just need to give this guy more time. He's also questionable, but even the it's funny how they list it in on uh, on DraftKings. They say Metu is questionable for Friday's game against the Grizzlies due to an apparent knee injury. Like they don't even believe that there's a knee injury. They're just listing him uh, there again. They're just probably trying to force the the hand of the league to say, <laughs> "Yo, cancel this game. We have too many players and coaches in the protocol." But you know, that's for them to decide. Let's shift over. Oh, let's shift over to center where there's uh, nobody of interest at all, right? There's not <laughs> anybody at the top. There's nobody that puts up 60-plus fancy points every night. I guess we could just end the pod. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, Nikola Jokic is on the slate here, Ryan. Yes. So I had <laughs> Jokic in, the, in some lineups. I guess it was... was it? Last night, the night before, either way, whatever it was. And he had, I forget, 38, 39, 40 points at <laughs> halftime. And I thought, my God, we're going to get 90 points out of out of Jokic. And then the game got a little bit out of hand and we were we had that taken away from us. But, I mean, that's that's in play every single night versus, uh, you know, no matter who Jokic is, is up against. I, Clint Capella doesn't, doesn't scare me. The, the fact that you know, the, the – Nuggets are continuing to be without guys and have guys, several guys questionable for, for tomorrow. I mean, again, he, he it, it's going to be hard moving forward to ever look at another player and see that line <laughs> where he says the fantasy points per game listed as 60, I mean, right. now like 60 points per game for this, uh, for the, for this season. And we know that the ceiling is, is well above that. So, I mean, 12K, so what? We've seen, right. uh, you, you know, we, we've seen him higher than that in the last um, in the last game. Just do it. Just get your points. There'll be enough value. Um, the, the, the whole the whole offense is running through through Jokic these days. Uh, I mean, I'm just hoping for for another 70. Yeah, over the last six games, 68. Point one DraftKings points per game. So yeah, uh, he's even he's up in the ante, up in the ante even more than he has. Uh, shout out to Nikola Jokic. I always knew you were going to be this guy, and so did Denver, and that's why they traded uh, Yusuf Nurkic uh, instead yeah. of you. Um, so I like Carl Anthony Towns under 10K. Truthfully, um, he hasn't been there in a while. Last time we saw it, we got a lot of good performances. I think this is game Towns can get up for. Put up nearly 50 fantasy points against the Lakers in their first matchup. What do you think of Towns? Like, if you're pivoting off Jokic or if you want to play them both, because obviously we know we can do that on DraftKings, um, what do you think of Towns at uh, $9,600? Yeah, I was surprised when I saw how how good the Lakers have been against centers, at least from a fantasy perspective uh, this year. Um, but, but, but frankly, you know, when, when you get to a center like – like towns that doesn't matter too much for me so much usage flows through through him i mean other guys are taking a lot of shots but he's just getting a tremendous amount of amount of usage this year so no he he is certainly in in play for me you know it's probably a you know a three to one situation if you're talking how much Jokic versus towns i you know i'd like to use um but no 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 worries at all to to roll that out it should be with some of the guys lakers are 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 losing tomorrow should be a more competitive game. Right. Uh, I think what I saw was, um, I think there was a pretty sm- small, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a one or two point spread in that, in that game. So no, no, no concerns there to, to roll out with towns. I don't have a, a, a spread to confirm. So we're going to go with your one or two. And I think that makes sense because you know, Lakers aren't great and they're playing on the road here. So um, uh, definitely a, a good game. And you know what? I'll say it. Minnesota has been a pretty competitive team this year, especially with Patrick Beverly. I think the culture has shifted a little bit. Um, better, a better team than they've been in years past. Um, yeah. What about the rest of the position? I mean, Gobert, eighty three hundred, pretty good price for him, considering he's teetered with nine k two of the last three. He's been at forty nine or more fantasy points. Uh, Valanciunas. He's back to like this really consistent form and he's back to a reasonable price tag. You know, it got a little wild without Ingram. Um, He then had like that crazy game where he hit all those threes in the first half. And then his price now back to a comfortable spot. Then Capella, I think, is is a pretty good price tag. And and as well as Yusuf Nurkic going up in literally like 
the mecca of matchups going against Charlotte centers. Like, break down this next year because I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, this is a situation where, you know, I'm going to be, I think I can go ahead and safely say 22 hours ahead of time that, you know, anytime that I'm playing on DK or Yahoo, I'm going to have double center. Um, yep. You know, or, or an Anthony Davis plus plus a center situation. There are just so, so many good options. And, and yeah, we need, we could spend, I mean, the next 15 minutes on Nurkic versus, uh, versus right. the Hornets. I mean, he is absolutely in play at 7,300. Five hundred dollar salary drop from his last game going <laughs> up against the best the best possible matchup. He's been a lead and consistent. Valanciunas has been consistent. Um, Gobert actually has a good matchup against the the Spurs. So, I mean, if I'm trying to just break the tie against those, I think I'm just going to go down to the lowest salary in Nurkic and the best yep. matchup and say I'm you know I have no concerns rolling with um, you know up to three or four Blazers in a you know in a lineup tomorrow. Yeah, I think you. I think that was the perfect way to describe it. Lowest salary, best matchup. Boom. No McCollum. Like everything just kind of fits for Nurkic here. Um, it didn't work for Jakob Pertl the other day, but you know what? Uh, Nurkic is a much better offensive player than Jakob Pertl. So uh, yep. you know, move on from there. Speaking of, don't think we're gonna go there. Sixty-six against Gobert, right? For Pertl. Not for me. Yeah, not for me either. Um, I think we can go Dwayne Dedman. Um, are we point chasing? Maybe, but two of the last three, he's gone for 40. Uh, and again, there's still nobody there for Miami. Like, everyone's hurt. So I think we can go Deadman. I think we can go Steven Adams, too. Anytime there's no back-to-back situation yeah. for Adams, uh, he's pretty much been given 30 minutes. Even earlier last week, he did play 30 minutes in two straight games. So um, I think Steven Adams is a pretty good play against the Kings. They don't have – they're going to be rolling out if they – you know, play Metu and Tristan Thompson in their front court. Like, yeah, both both guys pretty exploitable here. I, I do like Adams. I actually think uh, I prefer Devin just a touch more, mm-hmm. you know, considering what he's done these past few games, well over fantasy point per minute these past right. few games. I mean, two games over, over 40 when he didn't uh, cross 32 minutes on each one of those. Um, it, he is – Getting minutes without Bam, he's getting minutes with with uh, and usage with guys like Butler on the on the bench. So I, I do like Deadman Magic really bad against um, against centers this year. I think I was glancing just at their at their numbers. Yeah, allowing twenty one points, sixteen rebounds, four assists, steal and a half, two blocks per game to the position. So yeah, this is a one where if you feel the need that you need to to drop down in, in salary, uh, for me it might be. It might be dead man. Yeah, I think I think he is. I mean, he's proving it. He has tremendous upside at five k. Uh, you know, there's also the there's also the the times where he doesn't play. But Stephen Adams is the same boat. Like they both have twenty minute floors. So uh, you know, you never know with them. But I do think they're both solid plays. Um, anybody else? Um, you know, I don't think so. I mean, Kevon Looney's been better of late at least in terms of the minutes 24 27 25 but very low floor due to the fact he doesn't shoot um i mean the three games he does he puts up good fantasy performances then he takes four shots against the knicks and uh you just can't have that i, I guess yeah. looney would probably be the only guy uh, I, I, let me let me backtrack real quick i want to ask you this we know there's no bobby portis and it's yep. not something that we've really talked about um Mama Shkaveli, uh has started. Sandro Mamu Kashavelli, uh, I think I'm pretty close there, has started in the past. But also, the boogeyman is lurking here, Ryan. Yep. Uh, book, not listed on the injury report. Either of those two guys, uh, between Sandro, I'm not going to go there, I'll, or I'll just call him Mamu, between Mamu and Cousins, um, either of those two guys interest you at all. Um, I guess we, I guess we failed to mention Jordan Nuwara also started and played 27 minutes for Milwaukee the other day. Uh, he is power forward only 3,300. Um, right. Maybe Nuwara could be in play too, but either of these guys, you know, pique your interest at all between Cousins and Mamu? I could be convinced. You could twist my arm to, to get me to play Boogie tomorrow night. I mean, $100 over the, over the minimum. Um, 
you know, scrolling through his game logs, it looks like he's got a maximum of 18 minutes um, right. so far. So I'd have to think, well, are they going to give him 25 or 26 minutes uh, tomorrow? And if he does, then certainly at, at, at 3,100, it could be worth it. We've seen Boogie in the past be at, you know, a 1.5 fantasy point right. per minute player when he was, you know, at his, at his elite status. But if I was desperate in my, in my last spot needed, um, you know, a men price guy who I thought had upside, um, he's going to be nowhere near my cash games and nowhere near sort of main, uh, tournament lineups, but you, you could convince me in a matchup against the, the Pelicans, if, especially if Middleton sits. Okay. I just, I figured we'd throw it out there. Cause again, no Portis, no Lopez, no Giannis, like they need front court help. Straight up, they just they need the front court help. Um, I didn't realize Thanasis is also doubtful. I thought he was questionable. He's doubtful. So I, I think we're gonna see probably <laughs> the most minutes we're we've seen all year out of Boogie. If he gets twenty minutes, man, look out. Yeah. I mean, he, if he gets twenty minutes, I'm not saying he's gonna give us forty fantasy points, but I do think Boogie is, still has it in him. Uh, to be a little something, something there. So if it's if it's boogie nights tomorrow, it, it, that's a sign. It's it's a time to put a pause on the season and just <laughs> short out, right? I think that is. Uh, I think that's a perfect way to. That's a segue into uh, the end of this podcast because uh, you are, you are, the 2021 <laughs> boogie night. I never thought would happen could possibly happen, and uh, yeah, that's the, that's the tell all. Uh, but Ryan, big thanks to you again for joining me. Um, big, big shout out to you. Great playbook on Thursday, my friend. Um, any final words before we got here? I know you're boogie nights. I should have ended there, but you know, give me any, <laughs> any, uh, any reason to, to hate on Paul Silas tonight for not playing Alperen Sangoon more than nine minutes in the first half. Well, I, I mean, how much, how much time do we have here? I, I mean, this <laughs> is, this is, let me just spend one minute on, on this and, and speak directly to the Houston Rockets. Okay. Coach Silas, Rockets, I have been a fan of yours since I was a young lad. I have been a fan through the Ray for Alston years. I've been a fan <laughs> through the Royce White draft when he was afraid to fly. Right, I, I've stuck by you, but if you're going to play Daniel Tice over you know, my guy, Turkish Alps, Sangoon, <laughs> you're going to play Daniel Tice. He of the armband tattoos he of the 36 million dollar contract if you're going to play him over Singuna, i just don't know how much longer we can last together so open up an economics textbook look at sunk cost fallacy learn what it is just cut your losses play this guy he's your first round draft pick put him in the lineup stick him in there for 34 minutes let him develop into rant that's it guys it has been an honor. It's been a, pl- a privilege to serve along this guy, learn be uh, alongside this guy right here, Ryan Kirksey, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.